Gun line, gun line, gun line. We got a fire mission coming down, y'all. I'm your host, Lopez. You're listening to the On the Gun Line podcast, where we shoot the shit like we did in the past. No, that's not Hunt. No, that's not Arena. I actually have a shoot the shit episode today. And if he looks like he belongs on the side of a milk carton, it's because he looks like he's a fucking 10-year-old. Believe it or not, this young man is a fucking bonafide red leg. He served in the United States Marine Corps, and we're going to chop it up with him and shoot the shit. So I don't even know his motherfucking name. So with that being said, hey, what's going on, brother? What is your name? So my name is uh, Dustin Martin. Dustin Martin. Okay. I saw the Anthony or Tony. Yeah. So like, on social media, I use uh, either it's either Tony or Anthony as like my uh, my profile names. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, welcome to the gun line, man. I appreciate you reaching out and I'm glad to have you on here, bro. Oh, yeah, brother. Yeah. First things first. Uh, Thank you. Seriously, thank you, because I was fucking going dry out here trying to find motherfuckers to come on. Then they say they're going to come on and then all of a sudden life happens or they can't make it on or they get the fucking their buttholes get all puckered up. But I appreciate you reaching out and being here. I mean, we literally started talking today. Oh, yeah. So, Three hours ago. Easily. Yeah, fucking facts, man. So uh, tell us a little about yourself, man. Where are you from? So I grew up in a city called uh, Lemonster, Massachusetts. It's kind of in the middle part of uh, Massachusetts. I grew up, was born and raised here. Um, from here, I kind of uh, it's kind of started my journey, I guess. So initially, I was actually going to go into the Army. Uh, I originally wanted to be a 68 whiskey in the Army, uh, be a combat medic. So my first recruiter ever, uh, his name was, uh, I think it was Sergeant Matthews, couldn't even tell you at this point, just nothing ever worked. Uh, eventually, I got to a point where I was like, you know what, man, potentially, let, let's try out the Marines. Let's pump the brakes there a little bit. Let's yeah. rewind. Just let's a TT. Go. So you're from Massachusetts. Correct. So that makes an automatic mass hole. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so, all right. Do you have any prior not prior experience anybody in your family served in the military before you so i have one cousin actually i have a cousin and i have another cousin um, my other cousin he kind of was in and out of the military he actually ended up getting hurt so he okay. didn't stay in the military uh but our uncle on my dad's side i guess you could say he's either an uncle or cousin couldn't tell you at this point <laughs> but he uh actually retired as a full bird in the national guard so I was like, oh, damn, never knew that one. Just knew that he was in the National Guard, never knew his rank, never knew anything until I actually got into the Marine Corps. Right. My dad ended up telling me. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, that is. Dude, so did you know you wanted to be that the military was something you wanted to do? Like yes. as, as since you were younger? Yeah. So uh, my, my family kind of knew like my brother was kind of construction. My brother was always a construction kid. Okay. I was always kind of the military kid in the family. And then my sister, she, uh, we didn't really know what path she was going to take. She's actually a nurse now. So, okay. Right on. We kind of have every aspect of our family. I see that. Um, I mean, so at what age did you start dabbling with like wanting to join the military? Ooh, easily. I would say like 12 years old. Okay. So you years old, I was fixed. like, Oh yeah. I was like, I'm going to be in some sort of military branch. If not, I'm going to be a firefighter. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Damn, that's what's up. So you were one of those outgoing kids, definitely, you know, trying to, you you knew you wanted to do it. So when you got the opportunity, a recruiter Correct. hit you up and you were like, fuck it, let's do this. 
No, I actually went to the recruiters myself. Oh, I was shit. the one that I was 17 and I was like, I gotta get to a recruiting office immediately. This is something I've gotta I've gotta jump on. Fuck yeah. So so okay, so you were telling us nothing really worked out with the fucking army recruiter. Yeah. And so I'm sure that the jarheads were like, We'll take you. Come on oh, down. Yeah. So the 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 uh, my main recruiter, uh, hands down, I, I'll give this individual the the top notch because uh, this man really helped me out in life, and he was just a salt of the earth kind of dude. Helped yeah. me out after I got out of the Marine Corps a little bit too, um, but just great recruiter, really like personable guy, and uh, so he kind of like talked to me a little bit about like, hey, what do you want to do? Do you want to go infantry? Where do you want to go? And I said. Mm-hmm. I've got no idea what's the Marine Corps got to offer me. There you go. And what did uh, they say? So with that being said, they kind of do the whole, like, I don't don't really remember the whole Army's process. I just know they're kind of like, hey, you want to join the Army? All right, cool. Here's the MOS. Bye. Oh, kind of. Here goes Fort Jackson for you. All right. No, 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 no. Let's rewind the TT (laughs) now. All right. So with the Army. Unlike the Marine Corps, you do have a decision on what path you could take in your career. For example, like they wanted me to come in as a dental specialist because as a civilian before the before the fucking um, before I joined, I was a dental assistant and I said, no, not happening. I wanted to blow shit up. Oh, so of course. If, yeah, that's how I ended up at 13 Banger, which in yep. the Marine Corps is a 08 some bullshit. So 08-11. there you go. So I had a choice to do that. With the Marine Corps, my understanding is y'all motherfuckers take the ASVAB, you score high enough, and, you know, depending on what crayon color you decide to eat, that's going to decide what fucking MOS you go. <laughs> so so I'll, I'll, I'll take you back to uh, 2015 was when I enlisted. All I'm right. Jumping ahead a little bit here. But so when I initially enlisted, I had what was known as, uh, they kind of broke it down. You had combat support was the name of, like, three different MOSs that they okay. kind of compiled. One of them was a, a lad gunner. Uh, the second one was, I believe it was some sort of amphibious vehicle job or something like that. Okay. And the last one was field artillery. Okay. And I had no idea. I knew what infantry was. Uh, I knew what a cook was. Right. And that was really like my basic knowledge of <laughs> right. the, the military and like combat medics and like the, the gist of things. Yeah. I, when I heard field artillery, I said, I don't know what these guys do. I said, sounds pretty cool to me. Uh, that's what the last one was. It was tanker. Ah. They got rid of that eventually. So yep. glad I didn't pick that one. For real. Would have ended up in the army regardless. So. Touche. <laughs> yeah. So you ended up field artillery. So you went, you got, well, now that you choose that before or after. So I actually didn't get to choose my job. The Marine Corps chose my job for me. So they said, hey, we have these three MOSs. Uh, We're going to fill a boat space, regardless of what you're at. I I scored a 35. I'm not the best test taker in my life. (laughs) Perfect artilleryman. That's why you're an artilleryman. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Hey, bro, you know what? I can't talk shit. How many times did you take the ASVAB? Uh, actually I only took it once and I scored the 35 and I was fine with it. I was like, I know if I retake it again, I'm going to fuck up. I'm going to yes. fuck up and I'm going to get an even worse score. Yeah. See, now, I retook it after I got out 25. See my pro oh shit. My yeah, problem was yeah, that since I had a GED, I had to score over 50. Oh, so okay. I kept missing that fucking 50. I was at 48. I was at 47. Yeah, yeah. Finally, I got a 51. I'm like, fuck it. Done. 
you know? So, but if I had a, a fucking high school diploma, all I need is fucking to write my name in the blank. And I would have oh, yeah. been enough. And it would have been like, fucking let's go. Yep. <laughs> Get on the bus. So when you, uh, when you, you took your ASVAB, you went into fucking, uh, so you're in Massachusetts. So you probably went to Paris Island. I'm guessing. Correct. I did. All right. Tell me, uh, how was your, was boot camp what you expected it to be? Or was uh, it so how to go? Myself, in my opinion, uh, boot camp was a little bit harder for me. I'm not, I, at the time, I was not the most physically fit individual, wasn't very motivated to be like, yeah, gung ho, but I knew I had the motivation somewhere. Right. I knew somewhere inside of me, I, I knew that this is something I wanted to do and I wasn't going to let something get into my way of doing it. So when I got down to Paris Island, I got down to uh, First Italian Charlie Company and in receiving everybody's just, miserable i'm like all right cool this this isn't that bad i can deal with this mm-hmm. and then just as boot camp progressed uh there was a few times where i was like i don't know how the fuck i'm still here i don't know how i'm still here and how like all these other guys are still here like this shit is not fun <laughs> but at the same time i mean just like with any other uh boot camp or uh basic training i mean you have moments where you look back and reflect on things and you're like holy shit we just fucking did that for real dude i mean especially like you know they the marine corps has this uh legendary boot camp you know that supposed to be the toughest cream of the crop and i think all of that's just because of fucking obviously full metal jacket you know and um i believe very much so i mean that's what everybody bases their opinion off of and don't get me wrong there's there's plenty of moments like that in marine corps boot camp i mean but in your day, when you joined the army, there was probably plenty of the same moments. Now, yeah. nowadays, I can't contest. Haven't been to boot camp within the past <laughs> ten years, literally. Yeah, no shit. So, I mean, I think sorry, every generation years, is going to shit on the generation before them. You know of what I course, mean? Of course, the Iwo Jima guys shit on the Vietnam guys. That yep. the, the Korea guys shit on the Vietnam guys, and it just it's tenfold. Dude, what what's like one of the most memorable parts of boot camp that you remember? Ooh, in what aspect? Because there there is a lot of funny things that actually happened in my bring it on, chief. Uh, so I'll say one of the funniest times uh, that I I always bring it back to this story. We had this individual. We'll call him. Uh, we'll call him Mitchell because I won't use his real name in case he watches this. <laughs> right. So, so Mitchell was about 5'2", glasses, very hairy, not a very loud screamer. Mm. Our drill instructors love to fuck with him. And uh, they used to do this thing called uh, Mitchell time. <laughs> okay. Mitchell would come up and uh, everybody would face the portholes. And uh, if you were fucking up, you knew it. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I remember that. And one day uh, he had ha- he'd gone to medical for something and i just remember him laying in his rack and we're all standing on we're either in a school circle or something and he has the guide on in his rack like he's holding it straight up and he's laying down okay and as he's holding it one of our drill instructors tells him to start fucking waving it around like the wind is blowing it (laughs) and this kid is just laying there going like this in his rack just (laughs) laying down screaming i sir at the top of his lungs (laughs) And we, it was one of those moments where you couldn't laugh, but yeah. it was just so fucking funny to see this kid laying in his rack, waving around a guide on and screaming. 
I gotta love those fuck fuck games, man. I mean, oh, they're awesome. Some of them were just we were like, dude, what is going? On? We watched another kid blow a pen around on all fours. <laughs> what the fuck? We don't even know why. We don't know why he was doing it. We just watched it happen, and we were like, yo, this is fucking hilarious. I don't know what's going on, but we don't, we can't laugh. That's the see. That's the fucked up part. It, dude. I don't know how many times I cut the inside of my mouth on my just lip, just trying to bite your lips just bite as hard it. as you can. Yep. Oh God, yeah, dude. Especially when you have motherfuckers that are like, um, I had a drill sergeant named Beato. Drill sergeant Beato was Dominican, okay. and so you could can not understand. understood a fucking word he said. Nothing. I don't know if you ever seen that fool, um, uh, a combat veteran. Yeah, that dude yep, yep. He, where he a has two, three, like, a one bird. Yes. Yep. 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 Dude, that is Beato. Some he would be exactly like that. Have no idea what the fuck he's saying. Somehow, but you just have to do something. You have yeah. to do something, or else he's gonna fuck you up. Dude, he's calling cadence, and I'm just trying to repeat whatever the fuck I thought I heard. <laughs> but I mean, he was one squared away, dude. But yeah, man, yeah, of course, he was funny as fuck. I mean, my favorite part of him, and it's what I remember in boot and uh, basic for us was um, welcome to hell, privates. Don't oh worry about God. pussy because you are the pussy and you're going to get fucked. And I'm just like, what the fuck did I get into, bro? You know, like, yo, where am I, bro? For real. You know, yep, I mean, yep, yep. but it was and what I expected. Like, and the thing is, too, is like I have friendships that I, I still speak to these guys now. Like one of yep. my good buddies, he lives uh, down in Connecticut. And I haven't seen him, unfortunately, but him and I talk almost on a daily basis. And he came to us halfway through a cycle because he uh, he broke either his leg or his arm. Mm. and like they used to fuck with him so hard but like he was one of those kids who just didn't give up but and that's what we need the the boot camp is when you make those friendships in boot camp like that and i mean like you can look back on moments and you can talk about shit like one night him and i and one other individual you know so in the marine corps you have to fold your pillow in half and then stuff it in and push your pillowcase into the half so it looks like a fucking you know gotcha. so one night he slept in the rack to the left of me i believe so we put these fucking pillows on our head with our little fucking green wool blankets mm-hmm. and start running around the fucking squad bay if the people are sleeping and going we're the fucking gnome kings <laughs> waking people up in the middle of the night trying not to get caught doing this the fuck? and we're like crouching and fucking running around the squad bay mm-hmm. and i'm like dude if a drill instructor comes out here and sees us doing it our entire platoon and company is gonna get fucked up for this <laughs> we're just fucking around right and i don't know how we didn't get caught realistically and he probably will he'll probably remember this moment once he hears it mm-hmm. but i don't think he's ever thought about that moment but that was another moment that i was like dude we're doing some fucking hilarious shit and we can't record this dude thank god thank god we didn't thank have because i mean I'll tell you, like some of the shit that I see on TikTok and these motherfuckers on social media, they be going a lot. Of, I'm not going to say we didn't do some stupid shit, but I think we had enough sense not to record it if we would have had the fucking technology. Oh, yeah. I mean, but I mean, I think one of the moments that I recall as well is in basic, like is going to sound gay as fuck, but somebody. <laughs> Wait, had, do you have boot bands on? Do what? Did you have boot bands on? Because it's no. not gay if you have boot bands on. No, no, no. We don't. We didn't oh, have okay. that, brother. We didn't have that. <laughs> no. It, as long as we didn't see each other do this, we were good. But no, oh, okay, okay. somebody had fucking somehow or another gotten a goddamn porno mag in there. Oh shit! And hit it. So, bro, he split up some pages and passed it to the stall next to you. 
And then we just fucking uh, all the stalls are full. Thing. Oh, oh, you yeah. just hear that shit just whacking. And then you just busted your nut, and whoever fucking busted first won. <laughs> and we had a kid who I think it was Sunblock. He used Sunblock. And like we found out about the next day because he, I don't know if he was in our company or if he was in like, so we have uh, like, so one side is lead series, one side is follow series for us. And okay. it's three platoons in each. So I don't remember if it was what company it was or what, uh, what series it was, but somebody jerked off a sunblock and they fucking got it in their fucking and like oh, firewatch fuck. went in there and was like, you dude, what the fuck's wrong? And he was like, I got sunblock in the dude. Like it's fucking burning. What a like, f- first off, you're around men 24-7 for three fucking months, <laughs> and you're over here fucking whacking off at 2 a.m. with sunblock. Like, come on, <laughs> bud. We, we got bigger priorities, man. We gotta be up at fucking 3:30. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Sometimes you gotta beat that meat, baby. I, listen, <laughs> deployment stories are deployment stories. Oh, you're right, you're right. Yeah, dude, what happens so- in fucking what happens in the whack shack stays in the whack shack, you're right. You're right. No, it does. It never does. Bro, I got <laughs> busted jerking does. my gherkin like a <laughs> motherfucker. Dude. But yeah, um, shit. So you went to the boot camp, all that good shit. Then from there, you went to the greatest place in all of the United States of America. Lawton, Oklahoma. Well, no, first. Uh, actually, I had to go from boot camp, uh, which was in uh, Beaufort, South Carolina. Came back home to Massachusetts for uh, 10 days boot leave. Got fucking obliterated. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Still get videos of it now from my sister. So, uh, what was it? We oh, then we got to go to Camp Geiger for our uh, Marine Corps combat training. Uh, that was a fucking shit show. I had an M sixteen with a M four stock. What the? I fuck? had a collapsible stock on an M sixteen. Uh, it was the weirdest okay. fucking thing I've ever dealt with. It was like cool at the moment because. I'm confused. So you don't learn combat training in boot camp? So we do to an extent. So we learn like rifle marksmanship, uh, bayonet training, and like some basic uh, like squad tactics. Right. But then we move over to like, so uh, the infantry, the SOI guys, mm-hmm. theirs is a little bit different. It's set up in the same way, but it's not. Okay. So they go through like the same portion of Marine Corps combat training. But then when they get to their actual MOS, that's when they split off to uh, machine guns, mortars, anti-tank, the old assaultment, because that's not a thing anymore. And then your basic uh, infantrymen. So then for us, then we split off and go to our other MOSs. Okay. So basically, you just did a check the block to say that you know how to do this shit. I know how to tear apart a 240 Bravo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Most people still don't even comprehend how to do that to this day jesus christ so how was that camp geiger where the fuck is that at so it's actually right outside of camp lejeune it's in between uh mcast new river and uh camp lejeune okay so like uh, camp lejeune camp geiger camp johnson uh mcast new river is kind of how it goes or camp johnson's farther down i don't fucking remember they're all like within a paroch uh, proximity of each other right on. so you go there you you do your little whatever the fuck we even did i don't even remember all i remember is that we ate so many fucking mres it was disgusting wait a minute how long is this um this 
school for or this training for? I want to say a month. Oh, okay. A month, month and a half. Something. Are you still treated like there. shit though, like a fucking private? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, some people are lance corporals, which is an E three. Some mm-hmm. people are privates, so an E two. Um, and they think that they're hot shit because they're a lance corporal before you. So they're like, well, you have to fucking listen to me, private. And I was like, listen, dog, we're pretty much in the same boat. <laughs> for <off>. real, dude. <laughs> we, so I actually got impetigo on my face from shaving and sleeping on like dirty linens. You got so what? Impetigo. It's like a, uh, I guess it's like a skin rash. Okay. Is the easy way to say it. That works. And, uh, so I got on my face. So they held me back a cycle. So I was there for like two months. Oh, shit, dude. So I didn't actually go with my original company which I think was supposed to be Charlie, I ended up going with a hotel and like fucking craziness happened to that fucking place. Because you're still <laughs> living tell. in squad bays. Mm-hmm. And I mean, males have their own squad bay, females have their own squad bay. We, you wouldn't even get like weekend limo for the most part. Well, you were Damn. there, you were in the fucking barracks or you were at the PX and there was no fucking in between. God damn. you had to walk to there and come back if you weren't there you were there and i mean some of the people are just fucking being crazy as fuck like i remember every single time we walked out you would hear some staff sergeant fucking screaming at a pfc for like Dude, the it, stupidest shit it like, sounds like where the fuck is your belt like where's the what where's your belt like that's a huge thing in the marine corps I swear to god we used to have uh like corporals and sergeants standing outside the px on camp lejeune asking individuals in civilian attire if they have a fucking belt on <laughs> it's good to know that not only the army has stupid shit that goes you can't on where you can't wear uh athletic clothing inside of the px on any sort of marine corps installation if you are caught with like pt or like uh just gym shorts on fuck get out some sergeant major is going to grab you by the back of your shirt and haul your ass out and be like, who the fuck you with? I'm with second tanks. Oh, man, dude. <laughs> dude. We can't say that anymore, but back right. in the day, that, that was always the go-to. Didn't matter who you're with. Second tanks is the, who's your sergeant major? Uh, sergeant Major Smith. God damn. Dude, there's a lot of shit I'm sure that's changed since you came in. I'm still tripping out on the fact that you got the little fucking baby face on you, and I can see why your skin rashed up. Cause you know it's just like yeah, man. I just I just have that that uh that yeah young face, bro. You, I'm just saying in basic training or boot, you, I'd be oh, looking I, at you, chief. I looked fucking. I looked bad. <laughs> I looked like I was probably I I think my waist was a 32 when I got out of basic or boot camp. God, it damn. was bad. Like I took a picture and I had like the 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 OG like girl in the military hourglass photo. Yeah, like it's on my Instagram actually. If you like scroll down far enough, you can see it. And I just looked fucking rough, dude. That's fucking trippy, man. I mean, um, damn. So did you break down and cry when you got your fucking eagle globe and anchor? Were you oh, one of those like guys? A bitch. Oh yeah, yeah. So so this is my reasoning why. Uh, I had a drill instructor that fucking hated me, and yeah. I'll, I'll give him that. Uh, I was a piece of shit. I got into like three fights in boot camp just because of like I didn't know how to control myself. So it was on me. I was being a fucking. I mean, don't get me wrong. Still got into fights later on in the Marine Corps. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm just a hothead sometimes. That that's my problem. Well, no, it's not only that. I mean, you're a fucking man, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And shit like that. I don't know if it's allowed anymore, but sometimes you gotta you gotta give an ass whooping or take an ass whooping. 
Oh yeah, I've been punched in the face by my friends plenty of times, but you get over it. You live the fuck on. It comes with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, especially being on the gun line. If you're on the gun line and you're with the same person for fucking a year, you're gonna get fucking annoyed. Oh yeah, dude. Then you take it behind the connexes or go to the wood line. You know, or you just put the gun net down a little bit lower and you fucking brawl. Yeah, just go for it, dude. I mean, dude, that that was some that's some of the best shit that I miss about being out of the field. Like, you know, when we stop firing, motherfuckers be like, all right, let's do combatives, you know, and just oh, yeah. let oh, out your yeah. aggression. <laughs> we used to have a thing uh, on our gun section. Uh, it was called Take It Under the Lunette. So, nice. like, when we'd be shooting, when we wouldn't be shooting missions, and like, we would want to fuck with each other. We kicked out all the rocks, fucking made this like square, and on our deployment, too. Yeah. And we just fucked each other up. We would do like two on two or we do one on one. Like, hey, you got a problem with me. I got a problem with you. Let's fucking go. Nice. And as soon as you walked out of the square, problem solved. You didn't That's fucking have a problem with anybody. It's about being a man. Exactly. Like, realistically, in exactly. my opinion. No, you're right. You are 100% right, young man. You are right. Dude, so tell me about. Uh, okay. So you, did so you we finish go to that MTT. We go yeah. to, then we go to Fort Sill. Um, Fort Sill. I think our course was seven weeks. Hmm. I want to say I, I'm not too sure. I it's it's fucking 2016. We're in 2022. Oh shit! I almost said 21. Um, and I mean, I just I don't remember a lot of it. I remember parts, but so the first time didn't really like study a lot. Being a shitbag again mm-hmm. took a lot of details. So, like, we would get details to do, uh, like, ceremonies, anything. I helped clean, like, an Army's barracks and polisher floor one time, got a letter of appreciation from it. All sorts of little bullshit. Because we were the only Marines on the base. Yeah, you so, guys are going to be the redhead stepchild. Oh, yeah. We got fucking whored out, <laughs> to say the least. Shit. Dude, trust me, I was in Fort Sill for my 16-week OSUT, as it was called, one station unit mm-hmm. training back in the day. And um, fuck that place. Um, I was there in the winter time. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. I was there in the summer, so I got oh. fucking 115 degree days, like it was fucking nothing. Dude. But I will have to say one thing that was really that I always appreciated about Fort Sill is the fucking rainstorms. I thought that shit was so fucking cool because I... in the summer. Mm-hmm. You'll see it like two miles out, uh, and it's okay. just the sky's black, and it just fucking comes right in. And gotcha. you got like three hours of thundering and lightning, but the thing that did suck is shit flooded quick because uh, everything's flat. See, I I don't remember any of that because I was there from November through March of so November oh four through March of oh five. So you guys uh, had nine or eights when you yeah. first went through. Yeah, they, uh, well, I n- I never even got to train on that. I got went, I went straight to the fucking Paladin. That's what oh, they trained me on. Yeah, that, that sucks. Yeah, so I went straight to the Paladin, and but it gets better, you know. Like for me, I spent my first half of my career on the Paladin, so that was yep. cool. And um, I thought I was heavy shit. I, well, I was heavy, but I thought I was hot shit. And then I got to a light unit in the army where they were one one niners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew nothing. That's where I learned. You're like, I yo, what nothing. the fuck is this piece of yeah. shit? Yes. You're like, the, where's his tracks? Dude, no. I, I once I learned a 119er, to me, anything aside from the 119er is garbage. Garbage. Like the triple seven was coming into play 
because they still had the one nine or eights back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I wish I would have been on the one nine or eight because that bitch was it looked beautiful. That was a fucking that thing beast. is a fucking monster. Because the core didn't get the fucking um triple sevens till later, right? I mean, y'all so still have we didn't pick up a triple seven until 2013. It's okay. when the first Alpha One series came to the Marine Corps. And I think initially only West Coast batteries were the batteries that had them. So like the guys of Camp Pendleton mm-hmm. um, and 29 Palms. I, I see a lot of y'all fuckers hate 29 Palms. I've never uh, fucking been. I got out of the last 29 to Palm, uh, 29 integrated exercise because of my ex-wife. Ah. So. Ex-wife, goddamn! Oh yeah, you are oh, checking the listen, blocks. Listen, we haven't <laughs> even got into it. No, we haven't. We're no. still going. All right, let's go to Fort Sill, baby. Only thing so, I remember about Fort Sill is scooters, which everybody goes to fucking scooters on a weekend. Uh, the motherfucking uh, was it dragons? Was no, the other one the bar? I'm talking about the 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 only nightclub there. Scooters. Okay. Okay. And uh, that's the only place where if you can't get laid, it's because you're, you're fucking, fucking gay. Ugly. Yeah, no, you're, <laughs> you're, dude, you're gay. I mean, and even then, they can get laid. Oh, I yeah, just, most likely. Pussy is there. Yeah. Fuck, they need to have cow crossing signs in that bitch for all these Ooh. fucking beastly women that are crossing through there, bro. Oh, but that's about all I know because I went there only for uh, basic training. And yep. then for my advanced schooling that I had to go of there course, for. Of course. Yeah. But one thing I'll give you guys, I will give you fuckers. Every time I saw you jarheads, I would I was impressed by your fucking DNC, by your marching. Because I love oh, yeah. seeing you fuckers march. And I would look at our privates, you know, in the army, and I'm like, guys are fucking garbage, dude. Because <laughs> you just see you motherfuckers moving like the discipline. You know what I mean? Yep. So even if y'all didn't have the discipline, you guys fake the funk really well. <laughs> oh yeah, there, there's guys that there, we call them drill waivers initially. Uh, we still call them it to this day. I'm pretty sure. But those motherfuckers are left-footed, whole way through. Can't you couldn't even fucking tell them which foot is the right foot because oh, left. What did you think about the artillery as soon as you saw it though? Like they told. Oh, me- I felt immediately in love. Oh, no I shit. said you get you told me that I get to shoot this fucking oh I can't say that I fucking hated it because my fucking thing that I found out real quick is everything in artillery is heavy as fuck mm-hmm. when they said hey uh, an artillery round weighs a hundred pounds pretty much like the seven hundred five is pretty much a hundred pounds depending on what the charge is yeah I was like huh you mean I have to lift a thing that's a hundred pounds every fucking time mm-hmm. and we were shooting small boys in the schoolhouse. And that's that's what we had artillery trainers with. So right. I didn't see a seven out of five outside of the schoolhouse until I went to the fleet. And I was like, what the fuck are these? And they were like, you didn't learn about these in the schoolhouse? And I was like, I didn't learn shit at the schoolhouse. I don't even remember the fucking schoolhouse. And my NCOs fucking hated it. Dude, I all they taught us when I was in fucking in the AIT portion, the advanced visual training, was um how to load fire clear. That's all they taught us. Low That's, fire clear. Our biggest thing that we that we did was, hey, this is how you emplace a gun. They had us setting up angras still in 2015. Dude. And we had to run. We had like this fucking spool on a piece of plywood <laughs> yeah. with a fake rifle, flat Kevlar, 
and fucking run in as fast as we can with this fucking spool of wire to hook up into a uh, like a relay to mm-hmm. fucking run back to our gun section. Oh fuck! To that. get our angers up. Fuck that, dude. Fuck that. And they were notional. That's the fucked up part, dude. We never fucking I, had them. I hate that notional bullshit. I haven't heard They're that like, word. Hey, imagine you have a radio. Yeah. Run. <laughs> dude that notional shit was one of the my pet peeves we're loading notion notional rounds we're gonna yeah dude are you serious one round per minute per person get the fuck out of here with that bull anyways no nah, do bro. not load all right guys we're gonna act like we have rounds we're gonna do not load okay i Go fucking the fire procedures dude i cannot stand that stupid notional round bullshit anyways i i um, we get sidetracked a lot on these conversations. Oh, I'm yeah. sure you yeah, see, man, dude. It's, it's just bringing up more and more memories. It place. does, right? Like it I'm does. thinking about it right now. Like our drills, they would have fucking competitions with us. That's all we so, were. was competition. The nice thing about us is, uh, so when we went out to like, I'm trying to think about how to describe this. So when you were there, were the Marines in barracks on the other side of the train tracks? Were they in like old tin like squad bays? I don't recall the because the only time i saw the jarheads were in breakfast time because they were um they were over on my side of the tracks um uh by the starships so um in the training area they weren't on the forts they weren't on the they weren't on the like the main permanent side side. they were on the training side yeah okay so now when i went to fort sill we were uh next to like the fucking graveyard Oh it was shit! Like the graveyard, uh, the officers' building, and then our two barracks, and then like a bunch of fucking other barracks that were being worked on, and then <laughs> oh, we had like a baseball, soccer field, fucking thing, the train tracks, the road, and the road led up to the PX. Okay, I'm already imagining like, it all right now. I can see it all. Yep. So when I first got there, we used to go to like the far Chow Hall, that's like all the way on the other side of the train tracks, up on the side of the hill, and it was like the shittiest most rundown grossest fucking place i've ever been <laughs> and i was like you're telling me i have to eat food here for fucking Wait, two months because you guys when i was there again i went there again for school um and you guys would eat at the defect that was uh not the new one that they had built but over there no, by the no, no, hotels no, no. y'all were eating over there by the hotels right behind where the hotel was that's where i would see you guys eating at I, I think remember, so, because I, right before I left, they closed the one that we were going to. Okay, because I slipped. I remember that very well because um, I slipped and ate shit in front of a bunch of you motherfuckers. They fucking laughed. Oh, yeah. Like, Look oh, at yeah. this fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, they, they would not call me a fucking idiot. I was staff sergeant at the time, so they weren't oh, going to okay, call me yeah, a fucking mind. idiot. Yeah, but they mind. did laugh, and I'm okay with that. You know what I'm saying? And you're but, like, fuck. Yeah, God I was just damn. embarrassed as fuck. Oh, I, yeah. I was like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. Yeah, fuck this. Fucking hey, dude. So, uh, so you went to the triple seven, obviously. Yep. And um, tell me about your experience. Like the first time you got to. Okay, you guys would have different positions. So, did, did you learn every position that you were supposed to be at, or just the number one? Yes. Man? So, uh, the way it works for us is in the schoolhouse, we rotated everything. Okay. My two worst spots, even when I got the fuck out, was gunner, a gunner. I could not tell direction of fucking how the fuck to use the howitzers traverse system by any means like i got better later on but okay how about to say um 
But like in the schoolhouse, I would mm-hmm. fucking turn the handle the completely wrong way, and my instructor would lose his fucking mind at me. <laughs> He'd be like, "Turn the goddamn fucking way, let's go!" Oh shit! He'd be like, I You're trying to elevate, but you're fucking depressing the tube. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> they'd be like, "We gotta turn the fucking gun left." I'd be fucking cranking that bitch as fast as I can to the right, trying to find the culminator like it's fucking no one's business. Oh my God. And when I would get on the culminator, he'd be like, let me check it. He'd go to look at it and be like, you're fucking off by like 600 mils. What the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, I If for some reason there's somebody listening to us right now that doesn't know what a culminator is, it's this fucking telescope looking thing. That's what it is. Yeah, it's this telescope looking thing that picks up displacement every time we fire. So everybody. No motherfucker ever knows how to set it up properly. Yeah, that's true. I'm not gonna fucking bullshit. Most There's people some are out, out by there. like fucking 500 mils, and then like <laughs> you have to have your fucking uh, your battery guns or your fucking platoon leader come down and fucking fix them for you. Oh hell to the no! Hold up, hold up! No, no, no! I'm just joking. That actually doesn't hold fucking happen. Platoon, like an officer. There's no mother. First of all, an <laughs> officer is not gonna be on my fucking line. The only reason he's there. Oh is no, to- we had some officers that were actually like. They liked being a fucking around like the gun line. See, that's the thing, though. Like, I guess, okay, I don't know how the Marine Corps works, all right? But with us in the Army, there's a certain split between enlisted and Now, there and is some officers that you're like, hey, sir, you have a maximum of five fucking minutes on this gun. Yeah. Otherwise, fuck Yeah, off. hey, sir, get the fuck back into your track over there with the FDC. Go plot some charts, and, you know, but, oh, you want to fire my gun? Fine, fire it, but get the fuck off. You know, now, now let me ask you this question. Yeah. Do you know what cherry popping is? That's not the politically correct term. I, I don't think the army does. I think the Marine Corps might be the only one that does it. What's cherry popping? So it is a rite of passage. I'm, I'm very traditional with uh, the Marine yeah. Corps artillery stuff. Uh, it's a rite of passage. Okay. That you, it's your first time ever firing the howitzer. All right. And your section chief is the one that kind of like, hey, you're going to pop your fucking cherry today. All right. So what you do is you you don't you like you ran the round with the triple seven. Uh, you go over number one, uh, the number two man, which is the individual that loads powders okay. and swabs. He is the one that catches your primer. Take the primer. Dip it in the squat swab bucket. Or sorry, he hands you the primer. You bite the primer. Mm-hmm. Dip it in the swab bucket. Drink it. Bite the swab. Then you have to lick the tire. That's the old one. Not a lot of people used to do that. But uh-huh. I fucking did it. You lick the tire of the triple seven because you have to put it up to okay. shoot the howitzer. Yeah, yeah. Then you turn to shake the section chief's hand. And I, I'm giving a little a little too much information now for all you all you young devil dogs out there that <laughs> might have never popped their cherry. Right, right. Um, so you go to shake the section chief's hand, and then you get your ass beat for fucking 30 seconds. Nice. See, that's a it, it's a camaraderie thing. Like, hey, listen, yeah. this is the first time you're ever doing this. Like, welcome to the fucking club. I can stand by a tradition like that. You know what I'm saying? I, so- I might try it with the National Guard, but... I, at the same time, I, I don't know how well it's going to go over. I'm not too I, I don't sure. Know these dude. Per, I don't know these dudes personally, dudes or females. I don't, I don't know what the National Guard's got right now. Yeah, I'm not going to touch that topic right now. <laughs> but Look yeah, at, dude. The first females we had in Marine Corps artillery were fucking spot on. Oh, yeah. Like, um, Those y'all individuals got that, were fucking Dude, rated. that one chick, fucking um, Shannon, uh, the Happy Bean Project chick, she was like the first howitzer section chief. 
Yeah, female yeah, type. Yeah. Uh, she was actually in one of the batteries near me in Lejeune. I'm pretty sure if it's the same person I'm thinking of. She's and the she first was, female Marine. She was fucking hot shit, dude. She yeah. was not the person to fuck with. Dude, I mean, she's cool as fuck. Like, I've, I've chatted with her and shit like that. You know, cool as fuck. You know, more power to her. More power to the females in the artillery. Handle y'all business. Uh, y'all know yep. where I stand at with that shit. Y'all do what y'all do. You know what I'm saying? I'm a toxic leader, according to you. I'm a vet pro. So, but with that said, so fuck it. Yeah, dude. Like, as far as like, you had me at the primer shot. I know that's something that they do where, you know, they take the primer and they dip it in the swab and drink it. I never did none of that shit to me. Um, I never heard of it. I think that's cool as fuck. Um, I, I, we don't have traditions like that that I know of unless they're starting them. That'd be cool. You know, yeah. only traditions I know is like, you know, they'll get the fucking buck LT, you know, the butter bar and they'll fucking elevate them on the tube. You know, after yeah, they so that's, a, that's a big thing that we talked about initially. And they were like, hey, listen, if you ever hear of, uh, fuck, what was it called? They called it something. And they're like, on your birthday, they'll tape you to the tube and fucking <laughs> elevate. And I was like, won't that fuck up the gun? <laughs> like that's my thing like you put a 140 pound purse on the front of a howitzer it's it's gonna do some damage you see you're, you're thinking too far ahead now see are you sure you should you shouldn't be fdc you're thinking yeah, way too no, far no. ahead fuck no <laughs> listen my math portion of the uh the asvab was like a 10 <laughs> damn we are eye to eye brother oh, we are yeah. eye to eye. my math skills are out there dude that's fucking sick so all right so you get to fort sale you did your fucking training had some good times out there. Uh, probably yep. caught an STD or two while you were there. Oh, no, no. I had one girlfriend. <laughs> one fucking girlfriend there, though. Oh, no shit. Yeah, she. I met her at the mall. Uh, she used to come on base in her little mall. shitty Sunfire. And uh, I broke up there one day after she got into a car accident because uh, she got into a car accident. And I was like, oh, fuck this. Oh, shit, I'm out. Dude. And it's actually like two days after that, I was actually leaving. So I was like, I got to cut this off some way. This is a perfect opportunity. <laughs> there you go. That was your out, right? Yep, yep, yep. Shit, dude, those fucking broads there at Sill, I mean, in Lawton, they got to be programmed to pick up some fucking dumbass private and oh, fucking marry most him. definitely. You know? She got like pregnant and married within like two months. Fuck. Yep. After after me being with her. And dude. I mean, realistically, I couldn't even say that we were dating because she would come on base on Friday night for fucking an hour. And then she'd leave you and go fuck the next person down the road, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like in Korea. You know, in Korea, it's like bitches just be getting run up in, man. And the juicies there, the juicy girls, we used to call them drinky girls. They 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 got their eye on a fucking private as soon oh, as they come in. As soon as they walk in, they're like high and tight. See them? Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's wearing his motherfucking PT shoes with he jeans. Got dog tags. Fucking get him, <laughs> dude. I love seeing these fucking new soldiers or the new privates when they come out. There's like, a guy on TikTok right now, and he has like the fucking OG multicam hat, the fucking uh, the M frames on with the little backpack, and he's like, "Dude, can't wait to go fucking ATX." Oh like, my god! I don't god. know his fucking TikTok name, but he he's so fucking funny because how spot on he is. He talks about like zipper pants and shit. Hilarious, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna have to check that fool out, man. Because honestly, I'm I laugh a lot of these fucking guys. TikTok. I cannot take some of these fucking soldiers seriously on there, though. Like, dude, some of them are fucking great. Some of them are fucking hilarious because they're so spot on with the shit dude, they do. I mean, if they're make if they're mocking it, like you know, I get it. But some are just like, for example, there's this one dude that I saw there. He caught an article 15 and he was doing time, uh, you know, his extra duty and shit. 
uh, for running over his drill sergeant or some shit. And I'm just like, dude, you're proud of this shit. Don't be proud of your fucking ignorance. You know what I mean? That's like that kid in the army that fucking they did like some little bullshit day and he like smacked the dog shit out of his sergeant with like a whipped cream pie oh, and knocked him the dude. fuck out. I, I dude, saw I, that. If that was a Marine Corps, that kid would be, he'd be fucking dead. I don't know what unit that was. And there's a difference between <laughs> combat arms and soft skill MOSs. But I'm telling you, in, in, in the army, in your uh, in your combat MOSs, that right there, the NCOs would have took that motherfucker wall out. Wall-to-wall fucking counseling. In a heartbeat, Chief. Yep. In a fucking heartbeat. Closed locked doors are a fucking virtue. That, that dude. No, that shit was... So where'd you end up going after that? What was your first duty station? Or your so own my name? first duty station was uh, Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Okay. Uh, I went down to 2nd uh, Marine Division, 10th... Sorry. 2nd Marines, 10th Division. Fuck that one all up. Sorry, Do you guys, guys have a lot of uh, different... I mean, I doubt it. You guys don't have that many places to go to, right? Um, no, not really. From artillery. Yeah, no. So we have uh, we have North Carolina. We have uh, West Coast, which is Pendleton 29. And then you have uh, Hawaii. And then a lot of times, like, Hawaii will jump into going to Japan. Okay. You got the Oki. The Oki Marine, man. It's Oki. <laughs> I'm guessing. Off. Dude, okay. So... Tell me, um, how long were you in Lejeune? Did you go bounce around to anywhere else, or you no, just no, there? No, no, I, I did all four years in Lejeune. Okay, cool. So, what was that shit like there? So, with my experience, I've never been to any other like Marine Corps installation. I can't contest to how they are. Mm -hmm. uh, I do know that 11th Marines out in Pendleton, I think it was last year, uh, won like the best unit in the Marine Corps for okay. artillery. Uh, I had some guys that I'm personally like served with that went over there and they, they're fucking solid dudes. They are fucking salt of the earth people. And they don't, they don't play bullshit. Right. And they're good dudes. I, I still talk to a few of them here and there. Um, great guys really probably helped out those chains of commands. Uh, a lot of my staff NCOs were West coast guys. Okay. And they love the West coast. That's where they grew up in the Marine Corps. Right. And uh, so like for me being on the June, it's my first duty station. I liked it. I really didn't have a problem with it. Um, the now, unit itself, mm -hmm. fucking phenomenal unit. When I first got there, uh, just like every other unit, there's there's guys that are there that make life a little harder than it needs to be. Right. But, you know, you're a boot to somebody. You know, that's a, one of my favorite staff NCOs used to tell me. You're a boot to somebody. That's a fucking fact. Yeah. Dude, Um, like, okay, so how many... Okay. So in your, do you guys have top gun competitions like every so often to see who has the best gun section? So for us, we were a deploying unit on a Mew. Okay. So as soon as I got there, we we're in a workup. So the guys that came in with us were a part of the plus up for the battery to deploy. Okay. So it's us, us, and then one other uh, like plus up, which was only like four guys at the okay. time. Uh, one of those dudes actually became. One of my really good friends, he's still a pain in the fucking balls. Collins, you're a fucking <laughs> asshole. Love you to death, though. Um, but, like, besides that, I, I mean, once I got there, it was it was balls to the wall fucking crazy. Let me ask you. So, when you joined, um, what year did you join? 2015, you 2015. Said? Okay, yeah, see, I was out. That's, I, that's when I left. I left in January 2015. Okay, from... so I went to boot camp in November, graduated in January. Okay, I or, sorry, left. February, no January, January 2nd. 
I went on terminal leave January 29th and I got my finally my final retirement date in March 26th of 15. Okay. But um, so dude, what I'm thinking, like, okay, so obviously the war was already there. You knew you were gonna go. Did did you already know? So like, no, actually we didn't. So so the way it works is in the Marine Corps, when you go on a, a Marine expeditionary unit, mm-hmm. you are attached to so for us as artillery, we got attached to sixth Marine Division. I didn't know shit about the infantrymen. I knew okay. they fucking shotguns and fucking kick doors. Right. And some of them were bullet sponges, some of them weren't. Fucking whatever. <laughs> right. So I had to learn a lot of shit about those guys. I had to learn a lot of shit about what they did. Like, if you would have said the word cat in front of me in 2015, I would have been like, yeah, it's a little four-legged fucking furry thing. I've had like three of them. No. <laughs> Combined anti-armor team is the coolest fucking job. 0351 in the fucking Marine Corps. Those dudes are badass. Um, we got to we got to be uh, really cool with those dudes because we actually ended up deploying in country with them. Okay. Really t- solid guys. Second platoon was great. First platoon was fucking ass. Um, but like we had mortars with us. We had uh, Amtraks. We had uh, LAR light armor reconnaissance units. We had snipers, fucking Marine Corps raiders. Uh, the ship we were on was a landing craft, technically speaking. It was an LPD. Okay. Uh, so when we got on the ship, we stuffed all of our howitzers in the back. Yeah. And every fucking like three days, we'd go down there and bust rust on the howitzers when we actually finally deployed out. Uh, but prior to that, so don't jump ahead. So mm-hmm. when we first got to the unit, they were like, hey, we're deploying for a Mew. We're like the, the Mew ready unit is what they kind of called us. Okay. So right when I think I was there less than four months, uh, we were doing Marine uh, Mew, like they call them Mew X's. Okay. So Mew X's when you go out and ship, you kind of get used to like living on ship. So all the new guys were the Avon, the Avon. Okay. So all those dudes got thrown on ship first and then yeah. everybody else came and you fucking helped them out. So like, I remember we went up to Virginia and floated back down to Camp Lejeune and then we picked up everybody. And then another time, uh, Haiti too just happened. I think it was like 2016 was like just when it happened. Right. So they were like, hey, guess what? You guys are getting on another fucking ship and you guys are going to Haiti. Jesus Christ. So we were getting ready as a unit to do uh, our mission TASTO was trap. Or was it trap? I don't remember the acronym, but like downed aircraft. I can't do okay. the actual like meaning. Um, so like we we prepared to if any helicopters went down, we'd be the, the quick reaction force to go right. out there and uh, like secure the area. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we would like get all of our gear on and I'm a little fucking private, hauling ass through the ship with everything I have on, throwing sailor, marine, didn't matter who the fuck it was out of the way, <laughs> trying to get down to the well deck to uh like meet a time hack that we had mm-hmm. that was notional because it wasn't even a real fucking event yeah of course. <laughs> exactly. so we did that uh saw off the shore for like a month something like that came back uh so i think the whole entire it's i think it's six months that you have to meet different qualifications okay i'll never forget it was either the last shoot or the second to last shoot for our mu x is what they called it like the mu exercise mm-hmm. we we're doing fires we got a low angle uh, A25 mission, a smoke mission. Okay. Apparently. Low angle? Yeah, that's that's the weird part. It was like 400, it was like 385 was the mills. Fucking super low. 
like right above the treetops in Lejeune. Shoot the fucking mission. Uh, rare piece gear to follow. Only thing that we got back from the fucking gun line. We were like, I, me being a boot, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. My mm-hmm. NCOs were like, get the fuck off the gun! So mm-hmm. we went back, fucking had Corporal's Corner for fucking four hours. Come to find out, two of our rounds skipped out the box. So one well, of dude. them... Yeah, because fucking at the angle that it's at... Oh, go ahead, man. I'm just thinking about this. Load elevation into- is usually 299. Yeah, so... so they skipped out the box. One of them hit a rock split, like went off in the wood line and the other one hit in the dirt. Fucking didn't, imp- didn't fucking go off at all. So the football pretty much second one hit in. Cause it was a charge two mission for the, the Mac charges, which there's like the new increment of charges. Mm-hmm. So that's zones one and two of that. I don't remember the exact like range, but for that fucking uh, round and that charge was fucking high as shit. And nobody questioned anything. Dude. We were like, FTC has got the right fucking math. Right. Shoot it. Fuck it. So we Fuck shot it. it. Fire it, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. I'll have to go get my shirt on the bottom of it for our deployment. I got, uh, it says, fuck it, load it. <laughs> Damn, dude. And um, the second one, so, we, so the way that Marine Corps artillery works, or it used to, not anymore, you had 120 mortars. Okay. You had triple sevens. And then you had high Mars. Mm-hmm. When we deployed, we still had 120 mortars. So our 120 mortars, guys, it split our battery completely in half. You had first platoon, you had second platoon. If you were in first platoon, you were all mortars, guys. Second platoon was all howitzers. And then you had third platoon, which was like headquarters, motor T. Okay. And um, <laughs> fucking the, mor- or the, the 155 round skipped out. And impacted like 150 meters away from the fucking mortars as an A25 smoke round. Bro, give me one quick second, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just got to go check something out. I'm going to pause this real quick because my daughter just sent me a text and I'm not too thrilled. I'll be right back. Okay. Yeah, no problem. All right, gun line. I apologize for that quick pause. You're probably wondering what the fuck just happened. Uh, I'll just give you a quick brief. Uh, I have an above ground pool out in the backyard and I got three kids. One of them is in the bedroom. The other two are outside playing. The nine-year-old who's playing in the pool turned the water hose on. The seven-year-old made mud and he looks like one of the kids from Lord of the Flies right now. Just full of fucking mud. All over. And the other one, just letting it happen. So, anyways, it, it's a lot less worse than I thought it was going to be. But back to the story. We're talking about you. We talked about some notional timing. And go. <laughs> all right. So, uh, we shot an A25 round, low angle. Low angle. Uh, ended up That's right. Skipping out of the box. And our 120s were on the other side of the box because they can only shoot so far. Mm-hmm. So the, the round skipped out of the box for those that don't know, that don't know the box is uh, like the impact zone. It's, it's just what we call it. Yes. So round skips out, hits like 150 meters out. Mind you, it's a white phosphorus uh, yes. round. And that shit is on point debt. Not on, not on time. So oh this thing fucking lawn darts in and 
uh, one of our guys who used to be a high Mars guy was like, hey, man, I didn't know the battery was behind us. And all I hear is, boof. And they were like, get the fuck off the guns. Get the fuck off the guns. So they went uh, to the other side of the PA. And uh, they were like, fuck this shit. EOD came out. They checked it. And they were like, yo, this shit's fucking done. Dude, um, first of all, do you guys use safety tees? Yes, 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 we do. So wasn't the safety tee looked at prior Listen, to fire? I have no clue. I don't know what the fuck the FDC was doing, but uh, they were fucking around with something. Yeah, somebody fucked the, up and got fired. I don't know if it was the FO's problem or if it was the fucking FDC, but fucking shit was bad. Yeah, I mean, as soon as I would have heard we're the peace face to peace fall in, that's it. Game over. I mean, I was a fucking boot. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> right. Why are we got to go over there in front of the seven tons? And then, oh my. And they were like, don't touch a fucking thing. If you do, I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. Mm. We're like, all right, shit. Well, damn. And I mean, we've been shooting all week. Dude, I, I am thankful that I've never been in that situation. I've seen it happen. Only one time. That's the only time it's ever Same. happened in my career. I've only seen it one time happen, and it happened to one of my homeboys. And I mean, for those that don't know, like when you have a firing incident, it's Dude. a big fucking deal Very. when you have a master sergeant come out and say all right what the fuck gun was it yeah. everybody's like it's it's like your fucking ceo of a company coming down and telling you at the gun line like you're fucked up yeah dude i mean Dude, you get deserted. Dude, oh my god. Oh yeah. God. I've seen chiefs get fired on the fucking spot. I've seen it happen to three individuals and I was like, "Oh fuck. That is not good." That's one thing I always tell my Joes, man. Anytime I tell you fucking fire, fire that bitch. You know, if I Doesn't said do it, do it. But fucking it's my firing. rank. It's yep. my rank going out that tube, you know. And, I, uh, the best way I've ever heard it, honestly, is what are they going to do? Take my rocker away? Exactly. That's pretty much it. Like, yeah, dude. You know, at the end of the day, fuck it. I mean, unless I fuck up and hit Walmart. Yeah. Hey, listen, that, that story, that story, there's one in Lejeune where artillery round killed the fucking colonel's wife. Don't know how true that shit was, but it was like back in the day. Mm. We had to shoot over a lot of roads to hit our box. Right. So. Dude, like the whole Walmart parking lot I've heard in Fort Sill. I've, I'm sure that there's those tales everywhere. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. There's, uh, so we did a brag. At one point, that was like a big thing. We always used to go to brag. We got to go up to brag. Okay. I did one my entire time, and I fucking hated it. But there was a there was one where they said that uh, somebody shot out and fucking hit Walmart or fucking killed somebody driving by and fucking this and that. I'm like, dude, you know, fucking far away, Fort Bragg is from like main town Fayetteville. Now let me ask you: in the Marine Corps, are you guys in the artillery the same as we are in the Army, where it's competition? Like we're gonna be the fastest shooters? Oh yeah, 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 and- yeah. Throw it through. You know what gun section is fucking garbage. Listen, yes. at my fastest time, nine seconds as a section. Nine seconds between rounds? Oh, yeah. We had dudes doing seven seconds. I saw, I saw this one video, dude, where they had this one beast-looking motherfucking jarhead where he was the only one on the fucking ramming staff and just like, thump. And yeah, just- so that, that, that shit's very, that's very frowned upon one-man rams. Yeah, we, the only time you really do is if your section is short. But Dude, even this then, motherfucker like, was big sergeant, enough. Though. If your if your fac your your field artillery chief comes the fuck down, you're getting fucked, bud. Dude, all I'm saying is that you're digging seven ton fucking grave. He was big enough to fucking handle that shit by himself. He was I at mean, least yeah. six five. 
big beast looking motherfucker. But dude, yeah. in the artillery, we cut a lot of fucking corners. Let, let's oh, be real. Yeah. I, I listen. I have seen it one time. I've seen a uh, not a hang fire, but like an accidental like there was one fucking ember left, and it was in the gun next to us on deployment. Mm. Our fucking our old school staff sergeant. He's a warrant officer now. Fucking phenomenal guy. Knew everything about artillery. They fucking put the powders in. He started. He heard a, like a sizzling that closed the fucking breach. Gun went off. No primer fucking went off. Nothing. Yeah. But it was just that hot. We didn't shot that much. Well, not only that, did y'all swab? No, that was the last thing. They didn't swab that last mission. And they were shooting charge four hotels. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. They were shooting big fucking rounds. They were shooting big charges with fucking... Dude, I mean, rounds. what you guys don't get to do, though, in the, in the core is we call finger popping. Y'all don't get to do that. That shit is fun. All right, so finger popping on the... They used to do it on the one nine or eights. Oh, it's when you fucking... You, you use a, a finger. You don't use yeah. a lanyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we call it slap firing on the... Yeah, on because the, the, the because sevens. the way the fucking um, the yeah, mechanism yeah, yeah, yeah. is on a yeah. fucking triple seven. If you fucking pull that... If you pull that firing linkage on a fucking triple seven, your arm would be fucking toast. Bro. Your arm would be ripped right the fuck off. Dude. On nine or eight, different, but... On the one nine or eight, and on the... I never... Uh, I, I heard of it done on the one nine or eight, and the best motherfuckers that were finger popping, they would not just finger pop. They would fucking be able to fucking uh pop the breech open as it's fucking going back at the battery, dude. That's fucking sketchy shit. Dude, hey, you do what that. you gotta do, chief. But like, hey, listen, me- hey, listen, they achieved that five second turnaround time, and they were like, "Fuck yeah, <laughs> dude!" I loved it because I was fucking uh finger popping five hotels out of the fucking. Oh, oh yeah, baby. Until the first time you finger pop because the firing mechanism right down the housing, you know, you just slide it over on the breech anyways, and. You just got to write that. You guys only had one singular primer instead Mm -hmm. of the magazine full of primers. Yeah, we didn't have that magazine bullshit. We had, um, so you would have one primer in your mouth and then the other one you put it in there and then you had your primer belt up here. But uh, this is inside the gun, inside the fucking, inside the the paladin. Inside the paladin, yeah. Yeah. And so you just be finger popping, boom, boom. Dude, finally, I was in my chief seat and this is out in Mosul when I was in Mosul in 2010. I'm just finger popping the shit away. And finally, I got too cocky with it, and I pulled it. You wrapped that, the fuck out of your knuckles, man. Bro, that shit hurt and like you were a like, bitch. oh, I'm not going to do that one again for like a few minutes. Oh, no. I I told my, my number one man, I was like, Ostrowski, you got it, Chief. <laughs> but and he was like, can I finger pop? You sure Go can. Go for it, motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't even have to ask, you know. Like yeah. I said, there were just corners that you would cut. And, you know, like fucking yeah, swabbing, was. you would not swab. You every swab fucking every fucking round. three rounds, depending on the charge. Exactly, dude. So I'm sure you guys, you know, cut your corners as well. And I guess listen, the competition I, was I'm not going to say that we haven't cut corners. You know what Canadian loading is on a fucking triple seven? Please let me know. So so what is called Canadian loading is when you have a, a, a round loaded on the feed tray. So as soon as the howitzer goes off, you can fucking open the breach, drop the tray, fucking slam the round in. Oh, so you have the round on on it while it's still while you Correct. have one in in the breach. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. wow. Now that's tight. I can, we, I can deal with that. we questioned if some of our guys did it because they had like seven second turnaround times, but no, uh, we actually had the during our deployment we weren't allowed to have any electronics. Okay. Because of the situation that we were in, we weren't right. supposed to be helping. Um, <laughs> So eventually we had like the Marine Corps uh, combat camera guys come out. All oh, right one. on. 
one dude, super cool guy, still talk to him this day, Matthew Callahan, great fucking photographer. Uh, he came out and he took a video. If you ever look up uh, three six Marines artillery, uh, you can see us out there in Syria shooting in two different campaigns. One of them's for Top Kadam, the other one's for uh, El Raqqa. El Raqqa was our biggest one. I and, think it's uh, fucking awesome, man, that you, you got to do a lot of what uh, many of us didn't get to do, which is fire fucking artillery. Do your fucking job in, in, Listen, in theater. I got to do one of the coolest fucking things besides that, and that's watch my fucking rounds impact in a combat zone. When nice. you roll up to a fucking side of a city and it's buildings fucking through and through, and two weeks later it's fucking rubble. Nice. We shot in combat, we shot charge ones at one day. What we shot fuck? like six missions of charge ones. So from where we were to the center of the city was nine miles. Oh shit. That wasn't so, that far at all. No. At one point, we literally would shoot, wait a few seconds, watch around fucking impact, and fucking <laughs> shoot the next one. Nice. Yeah. Dude, that, that's fucking badass. So that, that, I guess that goes into your deployment. So when you yeah, finally got orders to go. So um, so initially, we kind of heard through the grapevine because we were kind of steel city uh, on our ship, which is, for the people that don't know, that are on Navy side, uh, it's when you have no communications externally. Okay. Can't use pay phones, can't use shit like that. If I remember correctly, we were. So, or we were just being monitored on what okay. we said. So we didn't get Steel City. And I think that's what it was. So I remember uh, I talked to my parents on like the payphone on ship because we had the little fucking swipe cards for the mm -hmm. ship. And uh, <laughs> I remember saying to my mom, she was like, you're not going to Syria, right? Like there's Marines artillery in Syria. And I was like, mom, I don't know any fucking thing about that. I have no knowledge <laughs> what the fuck is going on externally. Mm -hmm. Like we got into the, the port of Israel uh, right there at Haifa was the name of the port. Okay. And um, I remember I called her and I was like, hey, uh, remember that thing we talked about the other week? She was like, yeah, what about it? And I was like, yeah, that's going to be me. And she was like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? <laughs> and I was yeah. like, mom, think about the conversation we had. And she was like, I was like, don't fucking say any names right. or any words. I said, just say yes or no if you know what I'm talking about. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, uh, just let you know, I'll talk to you when I can. Right. So from the there, we, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got to be tactful with the opsec, man. Yep. And uh, that uh, that's the way I always try to treat it. I'll answer yes or no. Mm -hmm. And I didn't say anything. Yeah. Or I'll just make a noise. Dude, uh, me and my homeboy then, when they were out in Afghanistan in Katmanti, mm -hmm. uh, his name is TC. Well, that's what we call it, TC. But um, we had our own little code words. Like before he left, we decided like, hey, man, if I tell you there's some people packing their bags, the amount of people are packing their bags, that's how many are yeah. gone. So, yeah, he's like, yeah, man, we said about six guys packing their bags today. Oh, Damn. Shit. Uh, it, dude, it was I loved it. I asked yeah. him to uh to put fucking and I don't know like if he tallies. Did huh? Like tally marks up on like a board. No, I wanted him to put fucking bacon grease on the rounds so that when they exploded, oh. <laughs> it would send the motherfucking Haji straight to that's fucking hell. So that's fucking too funny. Oh, yeah, dude. So tell me about your, uh, you get in country and theater. How did you feel about it? Like, you know, did you have the so, pucker so there effect? Was a process. There was a process. So uh, we got the initial order while we were in Israel. Yeah. Uh, jumped over, jumped into Kuwait over at uh, good old Camp Yering. Fucking shithole place. Yeah. I, I'll say this. Being a Marine and being on that fucking base wasn't, it was actually pretty cool. Uh, realistically, because we were just traveling through. So we were there for like a month. 
And I remember one day I was walking by myself and everywhere we had to go, we had to have a fucking battle buddy. Mm-hmm. But my, my sergeant was like, hey, listen, I don't give a fuck. You got to go to the fucking uh, computer lab to print some shit out. And I'm walking down the fucking one of the main strips there in Bering. And I see this guy walking towards me. And I'm like, this dude is old as fuck. He's got to be an officer. Mm-hmm. So he gets like 10 feet in front of me. Full bird colonel, fucking big old fucking metal <laughs> sack right here. Just like with all of his fucking awards. Yeah. I'm like, hey, sir, how the fuck are you doing, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, god damn, devil dog, it's fucking good to see you, blah, blah, blah. I was like, wow, I've never <laughs> seen somebody so happy to see a fucking Marine before. Dude, I, so, uh, go ahead, go ahead, man. And it was just, I was like, wow, like, this is really how fucking lieutenant or colonels feel about fucking Marines, like, on their base. Because I, I think he was actually the base commander, to be quite honest. Oh, no shit. But I was like, wow, what the fuck? And I then you'd walk by, like. Like there was a there was a small detachment of Marines there. There were like supply or some shit. Mm-hmm. And I remember being a Lance Corporal, and some fucking random corporal walked up to me day, one day, and he was like, "Hey man, how you doing?" And I was like, "I'm good, Corporal. How are you?" And like got to a parade rest, and he was like, "Hey, who are you with, Boba?" And I was like, uh, "Like told him I was with three six, like because that's what we were supposed to." Say. Right. We're with the battalion landing team, is what they call them. And he was like, "Oh, I don't know who the fuck that is, but I'm here, fucking stationed here." I was like, "Nah, man, we're like just passing through." And he was like, oh, okay, well, it's good to see other Marines here for once. Bro, I fucking hated Camp Uring. I was there but I will maybe say this. two weeks, three weeks tops. I fucking hated that place. So none of you motherfuckers carry your rifles fucking anywhere on Buring. The only time I ever saw it was If I saw people in the PX, never had a rifle with them. That was probably permanent party that was there that didn't yeah, do that. Yeah, most shit. likely, but... I remember me and my homeboy Collins, the same one uh, I talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. We went to uh, one of the main PXs one day, and uh, they had they had the nice Porter Johns, the ones that were like uh, they looked like a Porter John on the outside, but it had a toilet inside. Never seen that shit. So ever. it wasn't like you were. It was fucking crazy. We were like, holy shit, we're in fucking paradise. I mean, yeah. that bitch still got the 120 degrees during the day, but fuck it. So he went in to take a piss, and I'm standing outside. I said, "Hey, Collins, get out here right now." These two fucking army chicks walked by full makeup on. And we haven't seen a girl in fucking a right. while. We got deployment goggles on because we've been on ship for two oh, months. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Queen's we're free, like, yeah. we're both sitting there fucking gulking. And they're both, of course, see us. And mm-hmm. they're like, ew, what the fuck you Marines want? And my boy Collins, he goes, God damn, you and your friend are hot as shit. And they just <laughs> laugh and kept walking. And we we're like, no, come back. Like, we want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And, you can't uh, do that shit nowadays. No, no. Bitch or they'll tell you, or they'll tell you you're married, bro. All I know is, first of all, Listen, Camp Buring. I will say this: mm-hmm. there is no uh, IDF bunker on Camp Buring that does not have fucking condoms in it. Use condoms, none of them, dude. No. Every single one of them, there was like six of them bitches fucking freshly. At least they're condoms. fucking practicing safe sex. I'm I'm happy Thank about that. Fucking god, but I was like, y'all some nasty motherfuckers in here. Fucking an IDF bunkers? Dog, look, I don't know about you. I used to bust nuts in those motherfucking, um, in those porter shitters and and Buring. Listen, and Buring, that that was the OG. The the, the ones, the toilets were the ones that you wanted. Bro. Because you knew at least you could flush it. It wasn't just sitting in there culminating. Yeah, we didn't, I, I didn't get that, bro. I didn't get that. I got... Porter shitters, 120 degrees, smell like asshole. Yep, yep, yep. And, um, you know, you find a porter shitter because by, by the smell, that's how you knew where you were at. Uh, yep. But I 
you know, like you said, you ain't seen broads in a long time and you oh, happen yeah. to take a shit and there's some Porter fucking Porter shitter artist that draws oh, a perfect yeah. looking titties. Yeah, and I'm yeah, just yeah. like, you know what? It's going down, dog. Gherkin the gherkin, bust a good nut. Then you see your fucking your little squid baby, your little jellyfish on top of somebody's turd that they fucking just shit a few minutes ago. Hey, uh, I didn't have the nice experiences y'all did in fucking listen, Camp Buren. <laughs> I will say this. There's been many a times I have almost passed out with them motherfuckers because oh, that bitch is like a sauna. It is. You can't go in that midday. <laughs> If you go in there midday, you better be pissing. You're asking to pass the fuck out. <laughs> Facts. Dude, the, the worst part is when the motherfucking uh, porter shitters are getting cleaned out. Oh, that God. smell is horrendous. Damn. Listen, oh. I'll tell you this. That smell of a hot porter shitter was the entire smell that I smelled in Syria with a little <laughs> bit of burnt trash. No shit. <laughs> like the, everywhere we went and we went into a major city. Yeah. I don't know if like their sewer system is like behind their fucking house and they just shit in buckets or if they just shit in holes in the ground. I can't contest, but every single time we'd be rolling through, you'd smell burning shit, burning trash. You'd see burning trash. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God damn. Fuck. So when you were in Syria, um, now were you guys around a fire base or so uh, that's that uh, or is that OPSEC at this time? <laughs> you know. Uh, to be honest, I can't really say what is OPSEC, what it isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not in the Marine Corps anymore. I, I, I don't know like if they've ever released full details on yeah. what happened there. Right, right, I, right. I'll give you a little bit of my perspective. There you go. Uh, what we call the fire base was a, uh, a dirt mound pushed up about six feet from a bulldozer. <laughs> like, okay. I, I have a, like, if you ever go on, the, on YouTube and look up, like, Artillery Raka, and you see those videos, those things are lining our guns is just fucking dirt. Mm-hmm. We slept in fucking graves that we dug ourselves. Okay. So like that, that, that was the basis of our shit. We had fucking nothing. Damn. So for like the whole deployment, man, we're fucking, we're doing laundry out of ammo cans and fucking powder cans. Pour a little water in that bitch, get a fucking tent full, beat the shit out of it in the water, put a little borax in there, beat the yeah. shit out of it again. Take two uh, like round stands, mm-hmm. fucking push them up against each other, lay your clothes out to dry in fucking fifteen minutes because the sun's so goddamn oh, hot. Oh fuck yeah, dude! Yep. Yep. So like all of our machine gun emplacements around the gun section, we had to build little net settings for, like with extra tent poles, so our guys that were out on watch didn't get fucking cooked alive. <laughs> damn, god damn, dude! So like uh, one of the longest days we had. Well, two of the longest days. Our first day in country was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. So we jumped on uh, C-17, came into uh, Kubani landing zone, which was like one of the main effort bases in that part of Syria. And uh, we did a short fucking combat landing. Worst roller coaster I have ever fucking been on. I'll say this one part too with that whole experience. So we had a female uh, crew member. Props to the Air Force for your females. Mm-hmm. Married one, a divorced one. Y'all are fucking different ass women, but uh, this one was a man. Uh, she she literally, we we all got in the aircraft. We're all just bullshit, whatever. Mm-hmm. She like puts over her little headset and she goes, "All of you, shut up right now." And we we're like, "Well, goddamn, what the fuck do we do?" Mm-hmm. So she's like, "All right, blah blah blah," gives us a little in-flight information, whatever, whatever the fuck. 
Then she starts talking to our infantrymen that are in like the front row of the aircraft. Fucking takes out a dip can, fucking packs a little dip, takes out like half the can, shoves it in her lip, grabs her flight suit where her crotch would be and pulls up on it like she's pulling her junk. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck plane did I just get on? <laughs> no shit. And I was like, hey, did y'all see this? And they were like, yeah, whatever. And I was like, bro, that, that is that is a built different woman. Mm-hmm. And she's like telling people to shut the fuck up and shit. And I was like, God damn. So yeah. when we got into our landing, I mean, I was in our fucking gunny's lap next to me. He was in the guy's next to him's lap. Mm. It was rough. So she puts on her little fucking soft armored vest with her little fucking crew helmet on with her right. dual night vision, got her little M9 on. And she just starts grabbing Marines and throwing them out her fucking way to get to the back door. She puts down that ramp and it's like, get the fuck off my aircraft. Oh shit. They only had like uh I guess they had a window. And if they okay. didn't need that window, they had to stay to their next one. Oh dale. Okay. Some shit like that. Some shit like that. But we fucking grabbed our shit and hauled off that fucking plane. And Damn. it was like fuck, maybe 12 o'clock at night, 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. So we get off the bird and it's fucking pitch black. Yeah. Like, if you put your MVG on, it probably wouldn't even have fucking helped you. So we just kind of follow the shadow of the guy in front of us. Right. And as we're walking up the main portion of the base, there's a fucking set of Marines. I just remember hearing one of them go, who the fuck are those guys? <laughs> and we were like, we're your replacements. And they were like, fuck you guys. I hope you guys have fun, faggots. <laughs> so we, like, get out there. They give us a brief of the little fucking base because it was controlled by uh, – actually, it was controlled by the Air Force, I believe. Ah. Uh. But okay. there was uh there was army station there, there was everybody. So Damn. that was like our main base that we like kind of did everything out of like uh a lot of our task force guys, like the higher ups were stationed out of there. Um so then we got pushed out to uh, a logistics base. First convoy we are fucking on. First convoy ever, mm-hmm. maybe like two hours, realistically. Get outside this logistics base, they halt us like. 500 meters out. Now, nah, probably like a thousand meters out. Okay. Like, hey, halt your convoy completely. And we were like, the fuck? Mind you, I'm sitting in the back of a fucking up armored seven ton. I don't know if you've ever seen like the, the Marine Corps seven tons that have the up armor inside. Yep. So uh, I'm sitting in the back of that bitch. I got a saw gunner to the left of me, which is one of my good friends. And I got a staff sergeant who's a fucking motor T guy. And then a fucking forward observer fucking gunny next to him. So those two are fucking chatting it up. And I'm like, listen, those two can fucking stay like talking to themselves. I'm a fucking Lance Corporal. I'm an E3. I'm not fucking air <laughs> shit. So we fucking get this halt. And he fucking, he, both of them immediately put their rifles outboard. And they're like, get your fucking guns up. We don't know why the fuck we're stopped. Mm-hmm. So all of our fucking uh, vehicles had turret gunners. So they like asked one of the turret gunners, like, hey, why did we stop? And they were like, oh, there's, a e- there's an IED, fucking 30-pound shape charge, and right at the first vehicle in the convoy. Nice. And I was like, what the fuck? So as soon as they say that shit, uh, two dudes in a jingle bike mm-hmm. roll up right outside the fucking the wire. And this, I'll never re- forget this shit. This staff sergeant goes, Martin, see that fucking guy right there? I said, yes, that's all right. And he goes, if he fucking does anything, I want you to fucking drop him. And I was <laughs> like, hey, we're fucking in it to win it. 
Dude. And I was like, I'm going to get fucked up because this kid next to me has a fucking saw. And if he starts letting that thing fucking go in this bitch, it's going to get loud as fuck. Oh, yeah. Dude. And I was like, so these dudes fucking stand there, whatever, like just watching us. And I mean, mind you, this is like a 13 vehicle deep convoy. Like this yep. shit is huge. So they got EOD. They come by us fucking blow up the, the shape charge. And uh, we keep pushing. We push into the logistics space. We get like everything out. Come to find out every fucking turret gunner that was on the right side of that fucking convoy is aimed at these fucking two dudes. Because was, mind you, we're in the middle of nowhere and there's just two fucking guys chilling outside of it. Oh, yeah. Dude. And we were like, dude, these guys would have been fucking minced meat. Everybody in the convoy would have fucking shot these dudes. I mean, what was the ROE for y'all then? Uh, we, realistically, it was you had to get, like, task force general commander to fire your fucking rifle at somebody. Wow. Like. It was ROEs were very fucking strict. Like you couldn't fire at anybody, you couldn't shoot anybody unless you were physically shot at. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was like in um when I went to Iraq. Well, not that bad, but I mean, every time that we fucking fired around or we shot, we had to fucking do a goddamn SIR and oh yeah, fuck all that shit. No, no, no. But nobody, um, I don't think anybody on that deployment fired any sort of uh like weapon arms. system. Yeah, no small arms fire. Uh, a whole lot of rocket, a whole lot of artillery. So after that, we push out to our initial position, and man, we're just fucking going at it. We replaced these other guys. The other guys shot like 5,000 rounds in a month. Ooh. In a month, we shot 6,500 rounds. Hell yeah. So, Dude, that gets my dick. Okay, do you guys call it wolf pussy too, by the way? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got a story about that too. One of, one of our reporters... Uh, he, he ended up being our powder monkey for a while. His name is Melendez. <laughs> Melendez is a good fucking dude. And uh, that, that staff sergeant that became a warrant officer, mm-hmm. he, he went up to Melendez one day. Melendez is like this little, like, 5'4", fucking, uh, fuck, what is he? He's Guatemalan. Fucking guats. Yeah, love yep. to death. Fucking hilarious kid. <laughs> and he goes, Melendez, go over to Angros and just scream, Wolf Pussy! <laughs> So he used to do it all the fucking time. Like, yeah. we had no problem with it until we got a female corpsman. And she was like, listen, dude, I don't give a fuck what you guys do. I'm not offended by shit. So he used to do it all the fucking time. Like, he would interrupt people, un- yeah. interrupt people or he would just make him scream at the top of his lungs. Fucking yeah. hilarious. Dude, I just, I mean, I, and that, I love hearing, you know, that I get it. You know, females on the line now, it's, it's a new world. And I mean, it's cool when the broads are like, yeah, I don't give a fuck, you know, wolf pussy, oh, yeah. wolf pussy. I'm just waiting for that moment. It's gonna I think happen. a lot of them though, like, no, it's not it's not supposed to be like derogatory. It's not supposed right, to be right. meant to be like, fuck you, you're a woman, or any anything nah. of that nature. Right. I mean, the the issue that I have is not that it's not that oh, you know what? We're not gonna talk about that. But anyway, moving on. So fucking um so our first month we start we start fucking hammering them uh second month in we're at like ten thousand rounds and, and i mean we're there for i think it's five and a half to six months and man we're just fucking slaying as yeah. hard as we can boss the wall 24 hour missions fucking out of traverse missions fucking yeah. everything we could i've done every single thing you can do in field artillery in the marine corps dude that's all <laughs> i think that my favorite fucking um my favorite type of fucking fire missions would be sweeping zones 
uh, just because of the. So we math. shot a lot of those because uh, when we got when we eventually got to a certain point, uh, there was a lot of IED lanes. Yeah. So we shot we shot a bunch of them, mm-hmm. and what they tried to do is they tried to like break it up so that every single time that we shot one, like if there was a potential IED of any caliber, it would blow it up. Right. Well, because especially the um the IEDs, well, back in in Iraq and they were historical placement so in other words they would place them in the same place around the same fucking time that so was the scary sure. that was the really scary thing about syria is these motherfuckers would put them in doorways they put them on roads they put them on dead bodies they yeah. put them fucking everywhere and one of the scariest things i remember hearing is from one of our guys that went out with a soft unit he said be very mindful of where the fuck you step because one of the modern day techniques is taking those uh the fake rocks with the light sensors in them and using that as the fucking trigger. And I said, that is a, I would have never thought of that shit. That is the craziest shit I've ever heard. Bro, when they used to fuck us up in Iraq was uh, with EFPs, which is basically yep. a shape charge, right? Yep. Um, and these motherfuckers, we thought that these motherfuckers were retarded. They're not that smart. But when they told us they were using like garage door sensors. Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah, to yeah, pick yeah. Up the heat signature to fucking or hit us. They were vice versa. They were using the fucking anti-IED device, the 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 emission of mm-hmm. that, to set off another IED. The first one might not go off, but that second fucking third vehicle in the convoy, oh, yeah. that thing is getting fucking smashed. Yeah, or what they would do is um they would have the fucking they would have the sensor because they caught up to our rhino arm quick. Like yep. the rhino arm came out from my unit from uh two seven seven my oh, that shit. went up there. Yep. Yeah, because we got fucked up back then um it was in 06 we get we're getting that's when they, the efps were getting fucked up so yeah. we try to come up with a way to count like to counter it so we ended up getting this fucking our our maintenance guys made this fucking bar we put an ammo can in the front of it to uh mimic the body oh, yeah the, yep, the yep, yep. i've seen those shits before and inside of that we put a glow plug yep. then at the bottom of that we had a piece of um of rubber to be yep. like the tire and yeah, then on yeah, top yeah. of that was a fucking piece of metal to be like the 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 rest of the body of the Humvee, dude. Yeah. So we would extend it up to I think it was like twelve feet and then nine feet. So the thing is, these fucking Hajis they got fucking smart, bro. They were like, okay, we'll play your game because it worked. The first time it got it got hit was on I think Golf Company. They had uh they were out on mission and they got hit with the EFP and you got we got, they got pictures of the slug went straight to the ammo can, so it worked. So what well, I mean, are- those things are fucking scary because, Dude. I mean, from what I understand of the shape charges is we had a lot of Fallujah guys in my battery mm-hmm. and they said, dude, that was the most devastating thing you have ever seen. It looks like somebody took a fucking drill, drilled a direct hole and then just the, the grossest mm-hmm. shit you've ever seen in your life hit that vehicle. Bro. So what ended up happening what, with the rhino arm, these fuckers moved the array towards the Humvee. But the, oh, they distanced it so yeah, whenever you would directly, trigger it it yep. would slam into it and yeah dude on uh, one of my on my first mission in baghdad we got hit with uh with an efp and the vehicle behind me was the one that got fucked up miraculously i don't know how the fuck we didn't get hit it was funny when you said the third vehicle gets fucked up because that's what happened the oh, first yeah. vehicle pushed through then we went through and then the third vehicle got hit with the efp yep. the thing about the efp was it has enough strength to fucking blast through the fucking um to penetrate the first body of our the first armor the fucking humvee because and then it, it, no it just ricochets inside oh. so um the the slug will just ricochet yep. and just fucks everybody up in there depending on how many they had like a raise of six that will go through in there it'd just be like a shotgun just fucking Holy up 
It, it was, dude. It's like it was put a, marbles in a glass container and shaking them around. Might as well be, yeah. Dude, because I mean, when we got fucked up that day on, on January 5th, that that was a fucked up day. And I mean, it it was a fucked up day. But um, yeah, dude, those chain charges ain't no fucking joke. And no. uh yeah, that just took me back. Anyways, so you got um the e- IEDs, EFPs, y'all didn't even have to worry about that shit because you were on a firebase person. <laughs> y'all were on a, um somewhere shooting. How long was your deployment for? Uh so in total, it ended up being uh nine months in total. Okay. So we left in January, February, and we didn't get back to like at least November. Right on. Uh, so it, it was a full fucking year, pretty much. And the funny thing is, I remember uh, one time I called my mom on a sat phone. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking to her, and I said, "Hey, I gotta go." And the last <laughs> thing she said she heard was an explosion, and it was actually our howitzer shooting. Nice. So I called her back five minutes later, and she goes, "Dustin, I thought you died." I thought you just fucking died in a bomb. I Dude. said, oh, no, mom. We, were, we had to shoot a mission. And I just had to go. That was outgoing, mom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I'm telling you, the, the, the greatest words in the English language are fire mission. Oh. You want to wake me up out of a deep sleep? Yell fire mission. And Listen, I'm- to this day, the, the smallest noise to me, mm. I am fucking up. Oh, speaking of which, so when you guys fired out there, was it all digital or did you guys yep, fire by nope. voice? We cannot, we cannot in combat in the Marine Corps fire anything analog. We set up everything analog, but we were we were told strictly if your digcom goes down, you can't shoot. See, and that's the bullshit that I fucking hate hearing. At least are you guys trained up though? That yes, if- yes, yes, yes. So majority of the time when we uh did like pre pre-deployment training, uh there were some times where we would shoot analog. Mm-hmm. We didn't do it very often because like they deem analog as like very unsafe this day and age because it's the mill tolerance is so crazy. Right. I'm like, but if you're fucking going off the, uh, the fuck, what is that thing? The, the one that collimator you know, aiming poles, DAP. What are you talking so, about? Oh, so the GDU. What are you talking about, bro? The, <laughs> the PDFCS. The main one that like, uh, you're, your either your staff sergeant or your lieutenant setting up and everybody is you're like focal aiming point in the middle of the pause they're like the stupid little fucking uh like periscope looking things on tripods you're talking about the the aiming circle yeah the fucking aiming circle there we go what the fuck are you talking about you mean what we get laid with (laughs) yeah so like i mean you can always revert back to that if yeah yeah I mean, that's like one of the main fucking firing methods. Yeah, dude, I mean, we're supposed to be able to shoot off the fucking stars. Seriously. If need be. I mean, if your DAP is more than 1,200 meters, you're fucking fine. Thank you. But, but, but this isn't fucking Vietnam. This isn't the Korean War. This right. isn't World War II. This isn't fucking 2001. They, they just, if, if it's on analog, we don't want you to shoot. Or if it's on digital, we don't want you to shoot it. Which right. I get it. But the fucked up thing is, is when your digcom goes down on two guns and you only have two guns to pick up the missions that a fucking six gun battery has. Like we were only four howitzers deep for our deployment. We were not a full six gun battery. Okay. We had enough people to man six guns, but it would have been fucking rough. Right. We already burned out two howitzers in three months. Be a lot of fucking skeleton crews, dude. Oh, dude. Yeah. Uh, so uh, okay, so the batteries are six. Okay, so yeah, because our batteries were over eight. So, okay, question for y'all. Yep. And I think this is only your army thing, but y'all don't have like nicknames for your fucking platoon sergeants, right? Uh, like, what capacity? 
like for us, our platoon sergeants, we call them smoke, smoke no. man. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, I figured yeah, that was only an army thing. And I don't, I don't think we had anything like that. Nah, I mean, yeah, in the army, our platoon sergeants are in, in the field artillery only. In the field artillery only, it's smoke. Now, He's the only real one I can think of is like your battery guns. That's it. Okay. Yeah, who's your battery guns? Yeah, it's like your E7. Okay, so that's our that's our smoke, our platoon sergeant. Okay. Okay. So the platoon sergeant, you know, because of course you got your you got your first sergeant, platoon sergeant, then your section chiefs, like your chiefs. What do you call them? Staff sergeants? You still call them by staff sergeant, or do you call them chief? No. So the Marine Corps artillery is a little bit different. If you're a chief, you're a corporal or a sergeant. You're never usually a staff sergeant. If you're a staff sergeant, you did something. So the oh, way wow. it works for us, right? Okay. We have corporals and sergeants that fill those billets. Mm. Then you have a staff sergeant as the platoon sergeant. So like your uh, so like second platoon, it'd usually be like uh, staff sergeant, whoever. Right. And then first platoon has their staff sergeant. Right. And then they report to BG. BG okay. and first sergeant are fucking best buddies. Gotcha. First sergeant and CO. That's gotcha. kind of the way it works for us. Okay. So for, for us, because we have our, our, obviously your battery first aren't. Yep. And you got your uh, two platoon sergeants for first platoon, second platoon, which are E7 slots. Correct. And then from there, you would have your, um, who works with the platoon sergeant, the smoke man. The ones that work with them are our gunnery sergeants, which are not the rank. It's just the title, gunnery okay. sergeant. Yep. And um, they're the ones that are assistant pretty much to the platoon sergeant. They're the ones that handle the maintenance. They handle all the fucking bitch work. yeah so the way it kind of works for for from what i experienced in 10th marine regiment is like uh the the senior sergeants the the two three sergeants that you have those are like the platoon sergeants fucking go to okay like hey if we got a tasker that comes down from fucking the co or the first sergeant uh i'm gonna push it to you you're gonna push it to the corporals the corporals are gonna push it to the lance corporals and right. that's the way it's gonna so, fucking roll now the your commander for for your battery it's yep. a battery commander right correct not a company commander no no no, no. battery okay. battery you have a bc right yep okay just making sure i mean certain shit should not be changed <laughs> you know what i'm saying no, 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 it no. should be like everything is battery. you have battery uh commander okay. battery xo battery first turn battery gunny right. dude so let me ask you i wish they would have like a fucking um a competition between marine corps artillery the best of your fucking jarheads Ooh. versus the best of the fucking army on triple sevens because y'all don't fuck around with anything but triple sevens right so so the funny thing is is like i know if you threw me on a triple seven section today i could do everything fucking like i never i never got away from it okay i know that for a fact if you put me on a howitzer section today because i've done my job so much Right. At the end of our six-month deployment, we shot 24,000 rounds between four howitzers. Nice. That is fucking unheard of for 155 in the modern era. True. What do you do on a Monday through Friday when you're in fucking in garrison, when you're not deployed? Oof. What the fuck Motor stables. Doing? Fucking. A really big thing that we focus on in the Marine Corps is uh, being machine gunners. Okay. That is one thing. That, that was like kind of my specialty is machine guns because we have – so the way it works in the Marine Corps is – you have more crew serve weapons than a infantry company. Okay. 
we had fucking four Mark 19s, 550 cals, and every fucking 240 you could think of, and saw gunners, and then M16s, M4s. Damn. And 203s okay. if they were spread loaded in there. So, so you guys basically, it sounds like you do the same shit we do. Mondays we are motor pool days. Yeah, we are so fucking sufficient when it comes to everything. So, like, Monday's motor pool, Tuesday's usually armory, Wednesday's taskers, and then Thursday, Friday are taskers. All right, so let me ask you, what do y'all really do during oh, the fucking bullshit. day? Oh, we okay. bullshit the fuck out of things. Uh, we do a lot of gun drills. That, that's one thing that I will say. In 10th Marine Regiment, we did a lot of fucking gun drills. And <laughs> that shit, in my opinion, really does make a Marine a different, like a different fucking person. When you, you can think about, so like in 10th Marine Regiment, the motor pool itself, uh, there's two of them. There's the, the deployment lot, and then there's the garrison lot. Okay. You're in the deployment lot. It's kind of like a lower lot with like a fewer squad bays. You're kind of by yourself. You're secluded from the regiment mm -hmm. because you're attached to either 6th Marine Regiment, which is infantry, or 8th Marine Regiment, which is also infantry. Okay. And um, so, like, you kind of can get to do your own fucking thing. But a lot of times they work on, like, DAPs uh, because there's a fucking water tower, like, straight ahead. They, they deem it, oh, it's not 1,200 meters. So you can't use it as a DAP. Or uh, <laughs> what the fuck was the name of that shit that you had to do with howitzers like every four to six months? FCAT? Yeah, some shit like that where you have to like calibrate the howitzer with the uh, the little M2 gunner sight. To make Wait, sure you have to fuck the like, fire tolerance. control alignment test? Yeah, 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 fire control alignment test. Yeah, it's the FCAT. Yep. So yeah, so I hated doing that shit. Oh, we would fucking do them all the time. You'd go pick a gun up for maintenance. You'd fucking bring it to the motor pool. You FCAT it. You fucking pick it up and you put it right back in the bay. Yep. Dude, I don't know how many times. And that shit FCAT. takes fucking like four hours for whatever fucking. If you're reason. doing it fucking, yeah, step yep. by step by the fucking. That's how book. we'd always do it too. Ugh. You had one, you would have like one or two chiefs that would bullshit it because they know it would pass. But yeah. like majority of the time you're fucking. Chink, 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 how often do, do you guys do like a. We are like, okay, in the army, we have the artillery skills proficiency test, ASPT, and then we have our gunners testing. So, okay, so the way it works for us mm -hmm. is uh, on the west coast, your battery guns, so your E7 of the battery, mm -hmm. can, from what I understand, I don't know about modern day, uh, can make you a gunner. Okay, can make you a physical gunner on a howitzer. On the East Coast, you have to go to the battalion school mm -hmm. to become a gunner or an A gunner. No and shit. And then once you get that gunner cert, I mean, I was a piece of shit. I didn't fucking do anything. Once I got back <laughs> in the deployment, I was like, fuck this shit. I'm getting out. Right. Because I, I got married uh, a year and a half after getting back, being yeah. a fucking dumb little 21-year-old and uh, making bad decisions. That's what you do. Was she a stripper? No. She was actually in the Air Force. Was it the same one that from the from the story no, earlier? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Putting no. the dip in her mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, wasn't that? Hey, you got yourself an Air Force chick. We'll have to off talk about tender. that one. Off a of tender. Of course, never mind. She was, dude. Anyways, so you have to. Okay, so but do you have to recert every so often to maintain your certification as a gunner? Or I don't believe so. Okay. Because I knew a lot of dudes that were like two or three year gunners and didn't want to become chiefs. Oh fuck that! I I, I needed. I to mean, be now now in my personal opinion, uh, looking back, I, I wish I would have done more. And, that, and that's kind of something that I, I'm kind of mad at myself for. Like going now into the National Guard role, 
Uh, I want to pick up Sergeant. I want to become a fucking section chief because the, the experiences I have with triple sevens, because I'm going to a triple seven battery. Oh, nice. Okay. Fucking nobody else has a shit. You have E7s. I've never even fucking been outside of Kuwait. Right. So and don't get me wrong. You're an E7. At the end of the day, I respect you. Right. But there's but, a point. Exactly, dude. And you know what? Some of these motherfuckers got to humble themselves because that's what happened to me. I had to humble myself. Like I told you, I came from a mechanized unit from the Paladin. Yep, yep. And when I went to the fucking 119er, you were like, this is gay. Artillery. This is fucking bullshit. And then you were like, oh, hold yeah. on. I got to take a step back. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I, I was listening to an E5. I was a staff sergeant, E6. Yep. And I had to humble myself like, all right, sergeant, let me know. Teach me. Cause I've seen it. I've seen it more than once, man. I, I Even in the Marine Corps side, I've seen staff sergeants teaching sergeants. Or yeah, vice dude. versa. Sergeants teaching staff sergeants. Dude, because I mean, you have to. You have to be know, humble. A lot yeah. of our guys, they get, they get tasked out to go to, like, uh, embassy schools, recruiting, and then when they come back to the fleet, they're staff sergeants because they pick up these roles so quickly right. in like the recruiting field. They get staff sergeant put on, and then they sh- shit not like they they dump all their knowledge out, mm-hmm. and then they got to come back and they got to have a brand new sergeant or corporal fucking teach them everything. But and then you got that salty ass corporal like motherfucker. Yeah, fuck you, staff sergeant. I'm gonna fucking tell you how to really do shit, bitch. <laughs> right? Yeah. So dude, plenty of what- those. I mean, and that's cool that you're going to a fucking triple seven unit. You're going to go in there. You're going to go be hot shit, you yep. know, and, and that's cool, man. You know, and I, I, you know, I wish you the best on that. And I, I'm going to have to have you back on here to let us know, of course, but of course. because we're going to have to start wrapping this up. It's been two yep. hours. I, I just know, noticed man. that. I didn't it, even it know feels that. Like it's been 20 fucking minutes for real, dude. And you know what? I'm glad that we're doing this because I'm, I'm oh, I'll put- gladly come on any day of the week, brother. Any Perfect. fucking day of the week. Um, because. Well, let, let's just uh, we'll close it up with the with the coming out. What was your decision to get out of the um uh, out of the Marine Corps? What led to that decision? So, uh, to be honest, I, I'm going to be completely blunt with you. I I had a lot of mental health problems coming off of the deployment, and I I didn't really foresee it then. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, like I said in the beginning, I got divorced. Um, me and my ex wife split up a year out of me being out. Because of my mental health, it just it just downhilled as soon as I got near my ETS. No and, shit. Uh, realistically, I was like, "Fuck this! I'm not staying in the Marine Corps." Like, I don't hate the Marine Corps, but my last battery really didn't have some good leaders uh, compared to the first battery I was in. And I was like, "Fuck this place! I'm not fucking dealing with it. I'm not. I'm not going to another unit. I'm not staying in the Marine Corps." And looking back, man, I I kind of wish I would have stayed a little bit longer, but. With that being said, um, I had some really great people out in the civilian world. I lived in South Carolina for two years, had some really good mentors there. A lot of them uh, were military guys, mm-hmm. either in the Army or the Marine Corps. And uh, they helped me through a lot of shit, and I really appreciate them for that alone. But just getting out and dealing with mental health, man, a lot, I, so many people struggle with it. And that, that's my biggest thing I hate seeing. Yeah. And, and that's one of the biggest struggles that, a lot of us have, you know, especially when we get out, like, especially, like you don't realize how much you've changed yep. while you've been in the military, where it's in a three year, four year, eight year, 20 year shit changes from your, um, from when you first walk in as a civilian and you come out as a motherfucking veteran, uh, especially when you've been out, go ahead. Next episode. Um, I want to briefly touch on, I spent a little bit of time uh, up here in Massachusetts at a reserve infantry unit. Cause I was going to change my MOS. And uh, 
I talked to their sergeant major. He actually knew my sergeant major in 10th Marine Regiment. Really solid guy. And him and I had a really personable conversation one day. And uh, just salt of the earth kind of fucking guy. And he was like, listen, man, I'm a sergeant major. You're a corporal. And the fact that I'm experiencing and going through the same things that you were coming out of active duty and that we can have a grown man conversation person to person. Mm -hmm. It means more to me and him than it does to sit there with somebody that's never been through anything like a, like a therapist who's never been through traumatic shit to talk about these things. And I, I, I found that very humbling as, um, as a man right. to know that, holy shit, this dude's been in the Marine Corps since the day I was fucking born. Right. And I can have a whole conversation with him and relate to him in such a capacity where he actually feels open enough to talk to me about it. Dude, the, the one thing that I, that that's one of the reasons I, I'd made this pod, because one thing I miss is the, the brotherhood aspect that we share. I could talk to anybody that I've never fucking known in my life, you yeah. know, at the VA center and oh, yeah. top it up. Like we've known each other fucking forever. Like right now, me and you, I've never met you till about fucking a couple hours ago that yeah. we on, on the, on the Instagram, but and, you, you know, and I can bullshit all day can, long about fucking dude, it, we're it's brothers. been two hours, two yeah. hours. And I have not felt the time go by. Cause to yeah. me, this is, I, I say it a lot. This is like my therapy session in a way. Exactly. It's like it therapy is. without the therapist. And no, when we go into the part two, when we have the next episode, we're going to deep it, We're going to dabble more into this because this is a, uh, this is one of the most important aspects of this podcast. Uh, to break the stigma of, yep. you know, of being able to go seek help. The fucked up part is when you have motherfuckers that never gone out, you know, and they flood the fucking VA system yep. for motherfuckers and they fuck it up for people that are trying to get help. But that's a, that, that's me on my soapbox. And I know, but dude, I want to have you back again. And if possible, um, if we could do it again next week. Yeah, of course. And, um, yeah. And we'll continue with part two of the fucking Dustin Martin or Tony Martin or whatever the fuck his name wants to go by saga, because dude, this has been a fucking a great conversation that oh, yeah, bro. I've oh, been yeah. looking forward to. And ladies and gentlemen out there in the fucking podcast world, if you want to come and shoot the shit with me here on the podcast, hit me up on the Instagram DMS on the Facebook DMS or over at on the gunline at gmail.com. I will be glad to fill you in. I started my calendar here, so I got slots to fill. So come on, hit me up, and we'll fucking fill you in. Oh, yeah, brother. Bro, thank you for being here. Any advice for uh, any of those little jarheads getting in or getting out, or any advice for anybody that's transitioning, not into the other transitioning type, but, you know, that's coming out of the military to the civilian sector? Do you have any um, advice for them? I'm going to say this. Uh, this is something that impacted me quite hard recently. Uh, I did lose one of my friends from deployment um, on the four-year anniversary. Uh, shout out to the Daniels family, the McDaniels family. Um, they, they lost their son, unfortunately. Really great family. Uh, I was very sad to hear the, their son's passing. Um, but I will say this. Reach out to your boys. Reach out to your boys. Reach out to the people that you served with. There's people that I served with that I barely knew, and I still talk to them. Mm. I don't give a shit. At the end of the day, we're all human beings. No matter what we have between our legs, I care about people at the end of the day, yep. and I don't want to see somebody struggle with something that I've struggled with. 
and they feel that they can't have a conversation about it. And that, that's something that scares me more that if you're going to keep something so bottled up inside of you, that it's going to cause a reaction that you can't change. That is the scariest thing in my opinion. I've, be a human being, that, that, be a human being. Dude, I've seen um these these uh messages out there and like these memes that they make them with like I I'd rather listen to you and your problems than attend your funeral, you yeah. know. So yeah, I'd rather you, you know, you talk my ear off for hours, yeah. you know, than you end up, you know, making a decision that you can't come back from. You know and, what I mean? And listen, as as a young, as a young devil dog and now a soldier, I've been there. I unfortunately I have been there. I've I've seeked mental health. Mm-hmm. Mental health is not what it comes out to be. It, it, the system is fucked up. And to be honest, and I went there, didn't help me. Made it worse. Made it worse. And I know a lot of other people that did the same too. I'll but the you. funny thing was, is mm-hmm. talking to their friends made it a little bit better. Honestly, you are fucking hundred percent on that. Now, for some folks, going to check out get therapy helps them. For others, yep, it doesn't. They do. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. That, that, that that's on you as the individual, right? But in my opinion, uh, I've I've found that having just a conversation with yep. a brother or a sister is is more changing than anything else. One thing I will say on, on that note as well, because um, when I first started doing the treatment of therapy, um, I, I was doing one on one with a shrink. Because I thought, you know, I didn't want to get into that group therapy session because you got the the little white noise machine on. You're sitting in the little office. Well, see, I thought that that would have been a a better uh, I thought that was going to be a better experience because I'm not exposing myself to a group of other people. But then I finally got talked into doing group therapy and I thought it was going to be a fucking, you know, a dick measuring contest. It actually turned out to be the group session was better than the one on one. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, you're in Texas, right? Mm hmm. Get on with PB Abate. They're a veteran organization. Phenomenal. I, I'm part of the Boston, Boston chapter okay. uh, up here in Massachusetts. I've met with the guys once. The guy up here that runs it, great guy. Uh, they're they're kind of geared a little bit towards Marines. It's kind of mm-hmm. more towards Marines. Yeah. But we got Army, Navy, Coast Guard, Air Force, whoever. I mean, those guys are just salt of the earth people. Yeah. And they, they love hearing stories. They love being for their brothers and sisters. And it's a phenomenal organization, in my opinion. And like I said, man, I mean, sometimes just coming to something like this where you can just come chop it up for a while, yeah. it'll make you feel better. And it you does. never know. What I like about this shit here is that somebody who doesn't want to go get any help or anything like that, they can listen to our stories and be like, and I'm they not can the relate only one. to everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're like, I'm not, not the only everything. One. It's one thing. Exactly, dude. Exactly. And that's why I keep doing this shit because every once in a while I'll get a fucking message like, hey man, that one last podcast, man, it really was good. There have been times I'm like, I'm done with this shit. You know what I mean? But then that one person hits me up like, hey man, that episode was good. I appreciate it. And so with that, it's like, fuck it, keep on going. But hey, dog, I gotta fucking cut this out because I gotta that's go fine, eat dinner. Man. And dude, um, I Truly really appreciate the time, man. No, dude, I really appreciate your time here. I'm gonna go ahead and get this fucking formatted and drop later on tonight. And uh, it's seven over here, so it should be ready. I would say about nine thirty ish my time. That'll okay. be about nine thirty your or ten thirty your time. Yep. But I'll shoot you a link on it, dude. I appreciate you being here. We're gonna do the shit again next week. Hell yeah, and, man. Uh, I'm gonna hit you up on the fucking on the gram as well. All right, brother. Yep. Thanks a lot for being here. What do you go by? Your name? What? Just, Dustin. Just Dustin. Dustin. Yep. All right, Dustin. I appreciate you being here. Yes, sir. Everybody.
You got any shout outs before we go? Nope. All right, cool. Rounds complete. End of mission. End of mission. Gun line out, motherfuckers. Bye, y'all. See you.